I'm a strong believer in that an alternative fee arrangement is all about the proper sharing of risk between the law firm and its client. Welcome to Pricing Matters, a podcast by Digitary Legal. Digitary is a data analytics and cost management platform and service, bringing data-driven pricing and cost prediction to law. My name is Aurelia Spivey, and I will be your host as we speak to leaders who are making an impact in legal pricing, discuss market trends, and find out from them why pricing matters. Welcome to the Pricing Matters podcast. Our guest today is Andrew Jewell. He is the Senior Director, Strategic Pricing and Business Solutions at Safe Offshore. Uh, thank you, Andrew, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Well, I always like to start uh, with the listeners hearing a little bit about your background. So tell us a little bit about your pricing journey. I started practicing law um, many, many years ago, and I practiced for about five years before I decided that being a lawyer at a large um, AmLaw 100 firm wasn't going to be for me. And I went into the business world where I was involved with business development and ultimately uh, management and operations in the uh, in what's now the e-discovery world. It wasn't e-discovery when I first started. Um, after probably close to 20 years in that industry, I was given an opportunity to join CIFAR uh, just about five years ago now um, in, in a role that helped uh, build and lead some of their alternative staffing teams, um, which ultimately led uh, pretty nicely into the pricing world. Because so much of the alternative staffing groups, meaning lawyers who are not on partner track but are who are highly experienced, uh, are involved with um, alternative fees, it just seemed as a natural fit for me to uh, take that on as well. So after about two and a half years at the firm, um, my role expanded and I became the uh, involved with the pricing and, uh, and strategic business solutions at, at Cypher. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, one of the things that uh, when I was looking at your uh, profile on LinkedIn and you know wanting to get you on the podcast was with that sort of operations background and obviously we've seen the rise of legal ops over the last decade or so so I'd love to know from you how your background in operation influences your approach to pricing. Operations means of course a lot of different things to a lot of different people and the rise of legal operations that we've seen over the past five to 10 years, certainly is a little different than some of the operations work that I was doing um, outside of a corporate legal department. However, I think the most kind of important uh, influence that my operations background has had on my pricing work is that operations, at least involved, is always about efficiency and getting the most you can 
for your dollar, whether it's in in the business world that I was in, in e-discovery, or pretty much anywhere, I think it's about driving uh, profitability. And, and I approach pricing um, from that perspective. I think that it's often the case that law firms approach pricing uh, with the goal in mind that they need to get all business pretty much no matter what. And while certainly revenue is extremely important in a law firm as it is in any business, uh, the cost of delivery and ultimately the profitability of the work that you win is, is even more important. And I like to think that I come to that conclusion as a result of my operations and management background in the outside of the uh, law firm world. Sifarth's uh, alternative fee arrangement, AFA program. So can you tell us a little bit about how the program got started and, you know, how you or the firm define AFAs? That's quite a broad term. The program has been around for quite some time. As AFAs continued to increase in terms of their usage, both not only within Sifarth, but clients asking us for AFAs, it seemed natural um, that the firm needed to develop a formal uh, pricing department that was outside of the finance group. Um, so I helped develop and uh, ultimately build the, the pricing team uh, within Cyfarth that focuses on uh, alternative fee arrangements. Now, Cyfarth defines alternative fee arrangements I guess pretty much as anything that doesn't involve the traditional billable hour uh, or billable rate per hour. Do you have an opinion on you know what are the characteristics of some of the most successful AFAs that you you've come across? What makes a successful AFA when you're developing the the AFA is one that is based on as much empirical data. Right, data analytics, you hear that buzzword or buzz phrase a lot, but that really is what makes an AFA successful. If you don't have any experience doing a particular type of matter, uh, a particular real estate matter, a particular type of litigation, for example, it's very difficult to come up with a successful AFA. Additionally, though, I'm a strong believer in that an alternative fee arrangement is all about the proper sharing of risk between the law firm and its client. I think oftentimes, you know, you hear clients who like to move away from the traditional billable hour because it doesn't have, of course, any predictability. But more importantly, there's no incentive for the law firm to be efficient. Um, I agree with both of those things, and I think that it's important to be able to provide the efficiency and the, the predictability for the client. But at the same time, there needs to be an understanding from client's point of view that there is a shared risk involved. You, you don't want to see, um, at least in our world, we don't particularly like to get into pure caps on matters because in that way, there really isn't any downside for the client because what we do is then we will ultimately bill by the hour up to a certain not to exceed point. If that point is reached, we continue to do the work, of course, and the client doesn't pay anything 
additional. That to me is a shifting of risk exclusively onto the law firm. And it doesn't, in my mind, lead to a successful AFA or ultimately a successful long-term client relationship. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more on both the data points, but also that sort of partnership. Um, And, uh, you know, I've heard that a lot on the show and we've seen that a lot with uh, people and firms that we work with, that that sort of partnership between the law firm and the client is ultimately, you know, that relationship piece is, is very important. I'm not entirely sure any of us were prepared for, for what's happened over the past six months or so. In terms of how it's affected pricing, there's been a growing need and a growing desire for alternative fee arrangements from the clients that uh, that Cypher is is either pitching or working with already. And I haven't seen a, a substantial increase in it. Um, I think it's just part of the continued rise in importance of AFAs. Now, that's not to say that it's not going to all of a sudden drive more uh, rate sensitivity from clients. Um, I'm, I'm sure that because of all the financial hardships that many, many clients uh, and large-scale corporations, of course, as well as smaller companies and, and small businesses as well are facing, there may very well be uh, an increased importance placed on efficiency on, uh, on rates being lower as, uh, or as low as possible. But the AFAs, um, we're still seeing uh, the same level of demand uh, for them, uh, and we're doing our best to, uh, to obviously present um, the most competitive AFAs we can. And you know, following on from that, you know, what are the greatest challenges that you think practicing professionals are facing in this crisis? And, you know, how are you and, and your team overcoming them? I think that the challenge that I see, uh, that I've always seen, um, for sure, but it has become more uh, more difficult uh, given the current economic and, uh, I guess, sociological situation, is that because there seems to be a little bit less work out there right now, uh, across all law firms, there is a greater competition among the law firms to get that work from their clients. As a result, a lot of a lot of lawyers oftentimes believe that the best way to get new work is simply to cut your rates, is to offer a better price, uh, a lower price, in, in what is a seemingly endless race to the bottom in terms of the, the dollars that um, you know you want to charge your client. To me, that is a, it's a really big challenge that I'm constantly facing because, as I said earlier, I, I come at the pricing world with a, a business development and operations and business background. And the simple fact is that not all work is necessarily good work. Um, that's the importance of profitability we talked about a little bit earlier. You have to make sure that the work that you're that you're getting, the work that you're pitching, is ultimately going to be profitable for the law firm. We have to constantly educate um, the partners on the importance of keeping that profitability first and foremost in their mind. Um, You know, I'm not obviously an equity partner at this firm, um, and therefore I'm not one to tell 
you know, definitively know you can't go do this work at that at that price point. However, we make sure that when we're pricing things with alternative fee arrangements, we do so so it's going to be profitable. Um, and in the event that we feel that it's it's ultimately not the best idea. We we make sure to bring that to the appropriate people's attention. Um, but it's all about communicating with the partners and reminding them of of the importance of profitability and to place value on the services that they are providing. Um, be confident in the service that you bring to the client. Be confident in the, the legal representation that you bring and be confident in all the kind of add-ons with legal project management and technology that Cypress can bring. And don't don't rush to undercut your own price. You may be surprised what a client would be willing to pay. I think that's excellent advice. And, you know, I've heard that from, you know, other guests on the podcast. It is, you know, constantly a reminder of the value that you do bring, which brings me very and nicely into the next question, which was around value. And, you know, do you have any predictions on how the concept of value is going to evolve as we move through this crisis? I always think predictions are dangerous, of course. Businesses, and particularly those in the general counsel's office or legal operations office, are absolutely swamped with work right now. Um, the, The current crisis has brought entirely new issues to the forefront that they're having to deal with. And what they don't want to have to worry about is their outside counsel right now. They want counsel who can be efficient. They want counsel who will know their business. And they want counsel who will bring value to the table, not only in the price or the fee, but also those other things. They want to be able to rely on a law firm, an outside counsel, who can deliver what they need without having to be reminded. If they have to spend time holding hands from the outside counsel, I I think that that law firm is ultimately going to lose business in the long run because it's just going to mean more work for the general counsel's office. So I think that's always been how value has been defined somewhat. Uh, It's not only been about the actual fee or the bill rate. It's been about what else you can bring to the table. But I think that's going to only increase over time. That makes a lot of sense. That real partnership um, and that knowing your client piece is something that we've been talking about for many years in in the legal sphere. And you're right. Right now, that is is going to be a good a key differentiator. So, one of the other things that you mentioned earlier was um, the data. So, I would love to. Uh, talk a little bit more about about data and, and process management. Uh, so, one of the questions I had was, how are you leveraging data uh, to increase your precision in pricing? And you know, what are the greatest challenges that you face in terms of, of data in in this space? So, Cyfarth has for over ten years, when they kind of first were the, whether they were the first mover into the, the lean um, the lean way of looking at, at practice of law as opposed to just doing it. Um, we still have process maps within our firm that uh, kind of help inform what we believe a 
quote, typical case or typical matter might look like. Um, we have over time been tracking countless matters uh, of all types. Um, CIFAR uh, is, is known for its labor and employment department. Uh, that's its largest department, but certainly we, we have real estate and litigation and corporate and employee benefits. And we do um, a pretty good job of harnessing the information that we have within our firm based on many, many years of, uh, of handling similar type matters uh, for our clients. So that is all, you know, where the data comes from. Um, you know, ultimately, when you're developing an alternative fee arrangement, um, you need not all alternative fee arrangements, but a good number of them. You need to know still um, who's going to be doing the work and how long is it going to take them to do the work. Um, so we have over time developed a pretty decent skill set in knowing both those pieces of information. That being said, the challenge uh, with respect to data, of course, is to continue to refine the data and continue to get more of it. And while certainly we've done a very good job in certain instances, with other cases, to be quite frank, um, the our ability to harness the data or capture the data that we have within our firm is probably not as good as it should be. There's always room for improvement. And a lot of that stems from uh, simple coding of matters. You know, we are constantly looking to make sure that when matters are, are put through our intake system, we know how uh, to, to put in, you know, task codes and, and particular activity codes so we can greater kind of hone into what uh, how, how long a particular matter takes. But it, there's always challenges around around just getting the data to begin with. Getting data is, 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 will remain a challenge, but it's not something that we can't overcome. Um, you talked a lot about efficiency, and I think that's incredibly important. Um, it's always been important, and as we've discussed, it's, it's more important going forward. So, I'd love to know, you know, these these are elements of, of efficiency, I suppose. You know, what role does technology and process management play in making your team and, you know, therefore the um, lawyers and the rearrangements that you work on so successful? Well, technology and process management play um, a pretty substantial role within our firm as a whole. Um, and very much so also within the pricing area. We are always looking, as you mentioned, to be more efficient. And we have utilized um, a lot of different tools, whether it's uh, doc automation um, whether or, or, or doc generating software. Um, we've used a variety of um, online, what we call playbooks, uh, which enable our teams to become more familiar with a client uh, without having to reinvent the wheel every single time. Um, law firms historically had always been concerned with revenue because clients historically hadn't pushed back that much on billable bill rates. As clients have become more and more educated consumers of legal services at, with the, the rise of legal operations that, that you mentioned earlier, clients have become more sophisticated. And as a result, the law firm needs to approach 
it's it's business as opposed to the practice of law in, in a very different way. And the pricing component offers an alternative to that billable hour that clients are asking for. And ultimately, um, it's it's a it's an alternative that can make the law firm and the uh, and its client um, kind of reach a win-win situation, and and that's important to me because ultimately that means that the client is happy, but then again, so is the law firm, and ultimately that's I think where we both want to be. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Pricing Matters podcast. I can't wait to share this episode with our audience. Again, thanks so much for uh, for having me. It's a pleasure speaking thank to you. Thank you for listening to Pricing Matters, a podcast by Digitory Legal. To find out more about our guests, please visit our podcast page at digitorylegal forward slash pricing matters. If you have any feedback or any guests that you think we should feature, please reach out to me at Aurelia at digitorylegal.com. Thank you for listening. See you next time.